yeah, fuck me. Tranny wreck. Oh, yeah, fuck me. Tranny wreck 17. Yes, my name is Joe Binder from the Atlanta Fudge Delivery Service. I'm looking for an Ethan St. Pierre. Speaking. Mr. Pierre, we received your online order last night, and I was just wondering how you'd like your fudge packed. (laughs) The way I always have it packed. Well, Mr. Pierre, you didn't specify that in your order here because we need to know exactly how you like to pack every time you order with us. (laughs) Well, um, how do you usually pack your fudge? See, that's what we need to know from you because we know as our customer that you are an expert in packing. Right, but I'm not usually an expert in fudge packing. I'm afraid, Mr. Pierre, that I'm going to have to get my supervisor on the phone because this call has become way too difficult for me. Hold on one minute. Don't smell my... I've got a difficult customer on the line here. Can you come over here, please? Yes, my name is uh, Smelba. I'm a supervisor here at the uh, Atlanta Fudge Delivery Service. Uh, were you having problems with Mr. Binder? Well, no, actually, he was um, just explaining to me that he was going to pack my fudge and that he wasn't really sure how to do that. And I was explaining to him that I'm not a, although I'm a packer, I'm not a, a fudge packer. And, uh, you have to excuse me, Mr. Pierre. I'm having nasal problems. It's from all the years of cocaine that I did. <laughs> and it sounds, please bear with me. Sure. Oh, God damn. Hey, you motherfuckers. Quit fucking and prank calling my guest. Jesus fucking Christ. Hey. Fuck you, Rebecca. Podcasting from Portland, Oregon, this is Tranny Rack. today's show, we're going to talk with Trans FM host and activist Ethan St. Pierre about the murder of his aunt and the transgender media revolution. Don't go anywhere. Hey, everybody. Today is Sunday, February 26th, 2006, and of course you're listening to Tranurek. Whether it's through direct download, podcast, or streaming, I want to thank you for joining me. We've got a great show. Uh, We're going to go ahead and play an interview today with Ethan St. Pierre, who has a fascinating story. 
Uh, the interview is going to take uh, most of the uh, show. And I'm going to go ahead and split it up by playing a couple of songs in between. And uh, But trust me, you don't want to go anywhere. This is a great interview. So let's go ahead and get it started. Ethan, thank you for joining me tonight. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for my fudge now. Well, you know, some people... <laughs> Some people in my household, you know, and uh, like to take over my fucking show, and I just don't fucking appreciate that. So, you know, what the hell are you going to do nowadays? Problem children. Jesus. Problem, problem children. Thank you so much for being on Tranny Rick. I've been looking so forward to this. Me too. Me too. (laughs) I'm a huge fan. Well, see, I'm a huge fan, too, but, you know, I am trying to lose weight, so, you know, (laughs) but I just love food too fucking much. What can I say? Oh, me too. You know, I look at it like this. My motto is I would rather be fat than hungry. Hell yes. You know what? I think I'm going to make that the official slogan of Tranny Wreck. Include that in every show. Shit. So let's go ahead and uh, get things rolling here. I've got a few questions that I've just been dying to ask you when I masturbate. Um, (laughs) Ethan, in a recent show on the Radical Trannies, you said something that really stuck out to me. I I guess I identified with it uh, because you said that pre-transition you lived as a lesbian, but you didn't understand your transness can you kind of I, I guess I'm kind of setting you up to tell your uh, life story uh, you want to go ahead and uh, do that well in a short in a paragraph or less <laughs> exactly you've got 10 seconds now <laughs> go well you know the thing is um, when uh, you know when I was growing up I mean you're looking at it, it was in the 70s and I lived in New Hampshire um, and I honestly thought that all the other butch lesbians felt the same way about their gender that I did, uh-huh. and and that we just didn't talk about it. Uh-huh. So, and I still think that that's probably true to a certain extent. Um, but uh, it took a it took a while before you, I really realized. You heard that, it right here, tranny wreck listeners. Ethan is saying that all butch lesbians are trans men. No. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I'd fuck with you. Only the <laughs> but, ones I knew. <laughs> but uh, I, I've got a joke that I love uh, sharing with uh, some of my trans uh, men friends. And, wow, that came across pretty kinky, trans men friends. Ooh, baby. No, some mm-hmm. of my uh, trans guy friends and uh, some uh, lesbian friends I know. How do you tell the difference between a uh, trans guy and a dyke? How do you tell the difference? You, you refer to them as sir, and they'll either hug you or kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, go ahead. That's very, very true. <laughs> anyway, so go ahead uh, with, uh, you know, enough of my corny jokes. This is about you. <laughs> well, I want to tell one more corny joke while okay. we're at it. How many lesbians does it take to change a light bulb? Well, actually, that's not the, that's not the question. <laughs> no, actually, it is. How many lesbians does it take to change a light bulb? I'm half asleep. Oh shit! I don't know. Three. 
Three. Went to screw in the light bulb and then let's do to write the folk song. Nice. See, I want to hear the folk song then. That's got to be an interesting one. We're sitting here screwing in the light bulb and we're eating each other's pussy. No, I'm sorry. I think okay, that's anyway. on the Indigo Girls album. <laughs> nice. So, uh, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's all right. Um, so, you know, um, when uh, um, I started researching stuff on the Internet after my aunt was murdered about transgender issues, because she, you know, she, there was no issue with her being in my family, and I never, I didn't realize that there was such a huge difference between the way that gay and lesbian people were treated and the way that trans people were treated. Uh-huh. Uh, because our family treated her, you know, the same way that, you know, and we loved her, and that was it. There was no no issue. So when, after she was murdered, I started to do a lot of research on the Internet and stuff, and um, that's when I started seeing stuff about trans men. And I kind of ignored it for a while until I really couldn't ignore it anymore. It just kept gnawing at me, and I realized that I really had to do something about it. And um, it's funny because my aunt knew... Um, that I was trans, that I was a transsexual. Um, we used to, my mom used to have cookouts and stuff like that when, you know, growing up, and she said to me one time, uh, we were sitting outside, and she looked at me, and she goes, you know, Nana was very confused. Now, my grandmother was her mother. Uh, she said, Nana was very confused. She used to dress me in, in pantsuits and you in little dresses. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Your aunt said that to you. Yeah, yeah, I know that she knew. Um, that that's that's uh, kind of a not so subtle way of saying I know all about you, young man. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but um, you know we used to go to bars and stuff. Like I, when I got older, of course, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'd take her to uh, to some gay bars and stuff around here. And um, and this is when you were still. Uh, socially uh, uh, going, living as a uh, woman, and yeah. uh, and she was, uh, and she was, I would say, already post-transition? She transitioned the year I was born. Oh, wow, okay. So I never knew her anything, as anything other than... Who she was. A, a woman, yeah, yeah than a female. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's, um, it, it was, it was really, uh, I mean, I, no... I'd never experienced any type of violence, really, growing up. Discrimination, I mean, being treated like crap sometimes because um, I was a woman, but never really that much because I was a lesbian when, you know, it was more or less guys either wanted to um, uh, to fuck you or to watch you have sex with another woman. They didn't really, you know, but they treated... I'd say that a lot of men treated women like crap. Only I really didn't notice that much either. I just thought I knew a lot of men that were assholes. So you can imagine when I realized that I was trans, how much I was going, oh, my God, I don't even like men. Fuck them. (laughs) Yeah. It was really, it was, it was, uh, was, you know, quite a thing for me. But, uh, (laughs) but, you know, it's uh, what I did realize was that, you know. So you had um, your own internal transphobia there, and those sounded like some pretty uh, 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 well, understandable I was, reasons. I wasn't transphobic or, or, internalized, or internally transphobic. I, I didn't um, – what I didn't realize at the mm-hmm. time was that I didn't have to be that type of guy. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, you can be any type of a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't changing who I was. I was just transitioning into the person that, you know, you really? I mean, I didn't have, mm-hmm. I didn't have to be that guy. You know, cause yeah. I could be any type of guy, a good guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, when I, once I realized that, oh, I don't have to be an asshole, then it was, you know, it was like, oh, okay. Um, and I had, Karen and I had already met. I was with Karen for a couple of years before I transitioned. Would you mind telling us uh, more about your aunt and uh what happened to her and how and what effect that had on you? Sure. Um, well, if, if if you don't mind, I no, I know our listeners okay. would love to hear it. It's it's a it's a it's it's a good thing to talk about because it brings awareness. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. But in in 1995, um, she she was murdered. She um, had gone to a bar. She first of all, let me back up a little bit. She was she's she was. With a person, they were married. Um, I don't think they had a legal type of a marriage, uh, but they were together for 30 years. And their relationship started to wane, but they wanted to stay together, and, you know, they had an understanding where they weren't monogamous any longer. And she went out, and he worked nights, and, and she'd go out, and she went to a local bar that was a street bar, but there were a lot of... Um, um, uh, GLBT people that that hung out there, and she met a guy, and she had a, a date with him um, a couple of times, and on their last date, he, um, um, I, I really don't know what happened or or what. Um, he claims that he didn't know that she was a trans woman, and that they started to have sex, and he found out that because um, she she hadn't. She hadn't had bottom surgery. Um, she had breasts from taking hormones for so long. Um, she, I mean, you know, she started young. She started taking hormones very young, uh-huh. um, and you know, um, and living full time, you know, since, since 1961. But um, um, so he claimed that he didn't know, and that was his defense was going to be the trans panic defense. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he. Um, he stabbed her uh, three times in the chest with a knife, and uh, with a six-inch blade. Actually, it was a pretty big knife. And he choked her, uh, broke every bone in her neck, and he beat her to the point where she was unrecognizable. Oh my God! And he um, he fled, of course, and he went to work the following day, and he confessed to a coworker what he had done. And the coworker called the cops and told them. Um, you know that he was the one that did this, and of course he had taken off. He, you know, he, 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 you know, he ran away. And the cops spent two weeks trying to find him, and he turned himself in. And uh, and then uh, the judge let him out on bail. He walked around a free man for a year and a half before. He appeared before a judge. He plea bargained with the district attorney. And was what? What? What years. was the their what? What in God's name was their justification for doing that? They didn't think that um, a jury would have been sympathetic to my aunt's lifestyle, quote unquote. Oh God! And and then and then that year, that same year in in November, Chanel Pickett was murdered um in boston and 
her killer um, um, was sentenced to two years. And the district attorney's office called my mother's house and said, see, we told you that would have been what happened if, it, if, if that had gone to trial, if your sister's killer had gone to trial. They had oh. the balls to actually call my mother's house and say that. Um, and and uh, what was the uh, the the killer of your aunt of your aunt? What uh, was his final sentence? Fifteen years. He got fifteen years, second degree murder, um, and he plea bargained. So he, you know, it never went before. It never went. To, he never went to trial. Mm-hmm. He he just he you know um, he pled guilty to to second degree murder and. Uh, um, is he out it. today? Um, no, not yet. Um, he's been in jail. Um, let me see now. It's been uh, eleven years. Oh my God! But he, he so he could get out any day, is what you're saying? He could get out in, in four years. It's it's fifteen years without parole. He oh, okay. There's no parole before fifteen years. That's that's a given. But if I have anything to do with it, he won't get out. After 15, I mean, he got 15 to life. Um, now, I don't know what they plan on doing after this, but uh, um, what we'd like to try to do in Massachusetts is what um, you know happened in California is try to get um, the uh, trans panic defense or the gay panic defense um, taken off of the. That's it's an actual defense. Would you mind explaining to the listeners uh, about the trans panic, the trans panic defense, quote unquote? Sure, it's um, it's basically blaming the victim. It's saying that um, you know that you were shocked or surprised to find that the um, the person that you were with sexually or about to be with sexually had um, a different anatomy than what you expected. And that it was okay, basically, to kill them because of your shock. Yeah. That it was okay to react that way. And they actually tried to use it. They've used it in every single case where a trans woman um, has been murdered. And And right now, California is the only state where they're putting a stop to that bullshit. That's right. And um, um, it's... I believe um, the Gwen Araujo case had a lot to do with that, um, and it's it's just unbelievable to, that somebody that that it would be okay to harm somebody, even even hit them, never mind kill them, but yeah. to, to use violence at all um, because you were you, you had a you know homophobia. <laughs> Or, yeah. or whatever because uh, because of your your own internal you know and and it sounds like to me you know especially in the case of your aunt you know from from you know if they'd already you know was this like the first date uh that they had been on because it sounds like to me he knew she was trans she, you know the thing is i know i know that she told me she told me before that she always told people that she was trans and it's um, you know in the bar that he would that he went in. I mean, she took a lot. She took about every precaution that you can take. Then is what it sounds like. And she's and she still you know it didn't do any good in the end. It sounded like. 
No. I mean, uh, you know, she was always very afraid to go places and do things because she knew. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, I can't imagine what it would have been like in the 60s. I'm going to go ahead and play a song that sums up what I as a trans person am feeling right now after hearing what Ethan uh, told me during that interview. This is Let Us Be by Georgie Jessup.
would you mind telling our listeners about more about Trans FM, uh, you know, and uh, how it got started and what your role is in that? Well, um, it's really bizarre how it got started because um, I used to do a, um, a talk show with a woman named Shelby LaPree, mm-hmm. who still has uh, Radio Power. Um, dot com, I believe, radiopower.com. It's either dot com or dot org. She'll kill me later because I never remember what it is. Now it's a pretty radical um, um, website that's, um, you know, uh, talks about the government and, and stuff like that. But when she first started out, it was, uh, it dealt all, all with trans issues and she did a live talk show on Thursday nights. And she had asked me to join her, and I did. Um, and as time went on, she got really tied up in doing other things, and um, we stopped doing a show together. And about six months later, I was like, you know, I really missed it. And I contacted a friend of mine, uh, Lexi, and asked her if she'd like to be a co-host with me and do uh, a show. Um, I contact. I, I was talking to Marty Abernathy about it. And um, Marty had one of was talking to one of her friends, and the guy that she talked to actually named it for me, Trans FM. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh, that's a great name," and I used it. And we, that was our talk show. It was called Trans FM. When was, what, what year was it? When was this? What year? Oh my God, I don't even know. It was, it was, it was. Ah, I want to well, say what four the fuck years good ago. Are you? Jesus. I know. <laughs> I want to say four years ago, maybe wow. three years ago, somewhere around there, three or four years ago. And, did and this, was this all on uh, Live Three Six Five, or was there another platform you were using at that time? Um, this is on Live Three Sixty Five, uh-huh. and and you know we had like you know five listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, of course, it gradually, it takes well, a know, long time. When I, when I recorded my very first show, I seriously thought the only people would listen to it were like uh, Edward and Aswad and a couple of other people that I'd emailed. I thought I was going to talk to an audience of like five people, uh, <laughs> not realizing that, you know, I was going to keep it on there and it still is there now. And, and right. for some reason... Everybody that gets addicted to the show wants to listen to my first show. It's like, oh my God, no! I was only talking to five people. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know it, it's funny because uh-huh. you get to learn from a lot of the stuff that that yeah. you do you know in the beginning. But there were there wasn't even any podcasts back yeah. then when we first started. So, um, but but then I realized you know this is would be a great venue um, for. Uh, to, to get a bunch of people together because we need voices in our community. We need people to speak up and to speak out, whether it's about practical stuff on on transitioning and and for people that are just starting to, or politics or whatever it may be. Um, I realized that there were a lot of lonely people in our community, and people just tuned in sometimes to just hear a voice. You know, that there were people hanging on the edge and they just wanted to hear a voice to know that they weren't alone. Um, and I thought, you know, they don't want to always hear mine. They, there's there's a lot of other people out there that have some really good things to say. Mm-hmm. And um, and everybody has the right to say it. And we, our voices have been squelched for so long. Um, and well, you can turn not, on not everywhere. Only, not only squelched, but in the, I talked a little bit about this on my show, uh, you know, about how the, what the media does to us. They, That's right. You know, 
we're you know when a when a trans person gets killed you know we're not the ones that are the victims you know no. it's 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 the person that killed us is the victim you know we you and know they, they use all kinds of terms we're transvestites we're uh oh by the way the 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 video that uh uh Nancy and Gordine put together the i has gotten so many downloads on my site i'm just gleeful i i think it's been downloaded somewhere uh, around a thousand times and uh wow you know. That's awesome. Remembering it's it's um, remembering Rita. Yeah, remembering it's about Rita, Rita Hester. Yeah, and and that video is perfect example of what the media does to us. Not you know, not only when we're killed, but obviously you know, you know any issue, any time a trans person is in the news, we're brutalized. I mean, yep. you know, and, and oftentimes our identities are erased. I mean, it's, it's that's why it's really hard. Um, um, I update the statistics um, for Gwen Smith for the Remembering Our Dead project, and it's really difficult to um, to get an accurate uh, count because there are a lot of times when the media doesn't um, report um, the murders accurately. They might not talk about trans anything they might say a gay man or they might report it as something else or not report it at all which is um which is what Gwen and i found that there's a lot of of uh, murders that we don't find out about sometimes until years later Mm -hmm. um when when the um when the person that did it see the caught or has or is going to trial and the other thing is the amount of unsolved murders. Well, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the media is too busy focusing on uh, affluent, yeah, affluent young white bl- girls with blonde hair. Uh, you know, they're all over the news. But uh, people of color, uh, trans people, uh, you know, who cares? We're, it's almost like we're not even people. You I know. know. And, you and, know and, and what's funny is the Associated Press has sent out guidelines to all its members on how to treat and how to refer to trans people when you report. You know, not to use uh, the pro- birth of their p- the birth pronouns, not to use quotes around our legal names, um, mm-hmm. you know, shit like that. And they still do it. And they do it to sensationalize. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, uh, they, um, there was, I, I remember there was a doctor, Dr. Sharp. He was a, um, mm-hmm. um, he was a, a, what do you call it, dermatologist. And he, he murdered his wife. Um, and I'll never forget in the news, cross-dressing dermatologist. Those were the headlines. Um, he didn't cross-dress all the time. He wasn't cross-dressed when he killed her. They found out that he cross-dressed, which had nothing to do with him killing his wife. Mm-hmm. But it was cross-dressing dermatologists kills what, and it was like, why the heck would they do something like that? They have to sensationalize everything. Oh, of course, of course. And, 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 and it's depicting every trans person. I mean, do you know how long it takes to get that image out of, out of people's heads? Well, yeah, because then all, if you're all a cross-dressers you're are a killers killer. now. No, right. You know, that you're you're going to kill your wife, or you're going to kill, you know, that that you're a deviant, there's something wrong with you. It's it's. Well, I, I have to say this, Ethan. Um, 
Obviously, I've been really big on the whole phenomenon of podcasting that has just gotten really popular in the past year. And, you know, if there's one, one of the things that uh, is just making me really excited is uh, this marriage that is developing between Trans FM and uh, podcasting because uh, a whole new audience is out there. Uh, yep. That's that's finding not only uh, uh, you know my show, but all the shows that are making the Trans FM shows that are making their radio shows available via podcast, and it's just got me so excited. I really think we can ride this podcasting wave because it's just going to get more and more popular. I've said this a co- so many times on the show now that it's becoming my tired little cliche, but I think podcasting is the future of audio entertainment. I think it's going to, uh, uh, I think it's making uh, the folks in terrestrial radio sweat. And uh, Yeah, because they're using podcasts. Uh, I mean, uh, um, an iPod you can take into your car now. You can take them everywhere, and they're also looking into... Well, and it doesn't um, even need to be an iPod either. You know, right. Any MP3 player. You know? Any MP3 player, right. Uh, but now what they're doing, too, is they're looking into, because we have wireless Internet, uh-huh. um, into, into hooking that into your car radios um, at, at some point. So you're gonna you can be riding around wherever um, and have a live show. Listening. You right. can have a live show. Right, you can listen to a live right the live shows that are on um, um, you know any any internet access. I mean, well, you know, but the, by the way, uh, do, uh, do you want to tell our listeners because your your show is isn't your show right now the only one that's live on Trans FM? Actually, no. Rebecca Jarrow's show is live. Um, so we got uh, Becky Jarrow's show and, um, oh, and National Gender Talk. Do you want to give the, our listeners, let's, we'll go ahead and use Eastern Standard Time and, and kind of explain our, uh, what times uh, your shows are live. Would you mind telling our listeners how, your, how the Trans FM schedule works? And by the way, uh, Tranny Rick listeners, if uh, if you are interested in uh, just listening to Trans Trans FM shows via streaming, you can visit uh, trannyrick.com and click on the Radio 101 link, and uh, the, there will be on there there will be a link to the Trans FM uh, Live 365 page where you can just click to start streaming and find the schedule. With that in mind, do you want to explain how you have the schedule set up and when shows are live and when they're not? Um, sure. Well, we'll start on Sunday night. Um, the Radical Trannies um, kicks it off with a live show. On uh, I start streaming music. Um, it's an all-request um, uh, two-hour show from 5 to 7. People can call in, request songs, um, that's, or uh, write to me ahead Eastern of time. That's Eastern time, right? Eastern yes, time. Eastern, Eastern Daylight Time. Uh-huh. And then um, at 7 o'clock um, Eastern Daylight Time, there's we start with the Radical Trannies talk show. We have guests. That usually goes till 10. And then anything after that is all um, recorded shows, but they're all up to date. I, uh, I, I update them as quickly as I can and at least once a week. 
um, unless somebody's show isn't available, and then it goes for an extra week. Um, but it, it streams around the clock, and it's and it's done so that people from around the world can listen at their own in their own um, in their own time. Um, you know, you don't want somebody in Japan staying up past their bedtime just to listen to some show. So you know they can listen to it in their own time. So it's 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 rotated that way. Then on Thursday nights we have a live show. Um, um, the, the National Gender Talk uh, starts at five o'clock Eastern, and it goes till seven. And then the Becky Duro show starts right at seven and ends at nine. And um, then, of course, I'm recording them at the same time that I'm streaming them live, okay. and then I get to re rebroadcast those shows. Um, so those are the freshest ones. And of course, Gender Talk. Um, I play music on Saturday nights during that time because I'm not here to record it or play it li- or simulcast it live. You know, I thought but, you could do that. Yeah. Um, you know, I probably can, but honestly, I, thought you, I don't. I thought, didn't, I thought you had, uh, was it subparticle splitting? Where, uh, two, no, I'm just really disappointed in you, Ethan. I can I can actually simulcast it. It's really funny, but I don't. I, I just you know honestly I don't have the energy. So I just play music during the time that Gender Talk is on, so that people can tune in to the Gender Talk website and listen to the show. Um, okay, so 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 the Gender Talk show streams directly from GenderTalk.com on Saturday nights. Yes, it does from WMBR. They're hooked yeah. right up through WMBR's. Um, um, studio WMBR puts it out on the internet as well as um, you know the airwaves and uh, WMBR is pretty powerful for a college radio station I live 30 miles away and I can get it over the radio now so does this reach the entire Boston area then yes it does wow that's a huge audience that it is that uh a huge potential audience and that's that's great and a lot of people that live in the boston area listen to it that way they don't stream it over the internet they listen to the to the radio um and uh, uh what else i was going to say about the uh, about having the trans voices Oftentimes, um, I mean, there's a lot of gay and lesbian shows out there. You can really just pretty much spit in any direction and hit one. Um, and a lot of times we get people talking for us, mm-hmm. but it's very rare to hear a trans voice speaking for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is so important, I think. It's a good project. And, and it, you know, if somebody out there wants to do a show, but they don't really want to talk about trans issues, if they have something else to discuss... But they're a trans person themselves. Fine, do a show. I mean, we just got somebody else a brand new show the other day. It's a professional broadcaster. Her, um, um, her name is uh, uh, Robin Diane Goldstein. Wow! And nice. she does uh, sh- um, um, Schnauzer Logic. <laughs> it's nice. Well, it's really it's a funny funny show. Oh my gosh, she is so funny. One of one and one of my uh, and one of my. Uh, uh, projects is to try and uh, make all of these uh, or help the all of these uh, shows that come onto Trans FM uh, uh, podcast available. So uh, yep. and her show is podcast nice. available already. So that was nice. like it was yes, you know. So we we can um, you know we because what we want is people to be able to listen to it that. 
because you really kind of need high-speed internet, not kind of, but you do, to listen to the stream that I put out. It's, uh-huh. it's put out at, at a high-quality um, 64K. Um, oh, yeah, it sounds great. Stereo, you know. And, so uh, I, I just think the more listening options there are available, the, the more, more of a reach have. we're going we're gonna to get, yeah. get with uh, TransFM. Ethan, what does... Uh, just uh, really quickly, can you explain what a uh, a typical day is in your life? Because uh, <laughs> uh, because because it sure sounds like you are a busy man going out and making uh, life better for all us trans people. And I just kind of like to know, uh, tell our listeners what uh, what is the typical day in the life of Ethan Saint Pierre. Well, today, <laughs> I'll just give you a, a, a typical, although today was not really that typical. Um, I'll give, well, none of them are. Um, Every day is a little I, different, huh? I get up as early as I possibly can. Sometimes it's as early as 4 in the morning. I have coffee, and I start, go right to the computer, and I start sometimes with my email, sometimes with uh, um uh, putting out fires as much as I can uh, via email, and then I'll go right to the, the network and start uploading um, either new shows, uh, which it's very time-consuming. Yeah. Um, I have a really fast computer, and it's still very time-consuming. <laughs> I bet. What, um, kind of, what kind of computer do you have? Uh, oh, I have two. I work off a laptop sometimes, and sometimes I get, when Karen's not playing, uh, I have a Sony Vio. Okay. So I, I, uh, um, I got, it's, it's, I can't say enough about it. It's awesome. <laughs> nice. And, um, and then, you know, like sometimes we'll be working together. So she'll be on the computer or playing a game or doing something. And at least we're in the same room together, you know, too, though. But yeah, when I, so I got up today and I started working on that. And in the meantime, Gordine had called and asked that I get a bunch of intros together for, uh, the people that are going to be on Gender Talk tomorrow night because it's going to be a show. About the about the Trans FM Hosts. network mm-hmm. and what's going on, you're going to be a part of that too. So Looking really I fun. got the. Uh, I got course. the cleanest version of the Tranny Rec intro. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Of course, uh, Tranny Rec listeners, uh, yes, I am going to be on uh, Gender Talk this weekend, of course. By the yeah. time you hear this interview, I will have already been on Gender Talk. How is That's that a right. mind fuck for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Time and space continuum. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> So, so I, you know, I, I of course wanted to do that. That that's really interesting, you know. And then I had, to, I wanted to take some clips from each show and kind of muddle them together and and make fun of everybody, nice. <laughs> including myself. So don't worry about that. Nice. <laughs> everybody's got a great sense of humor, so it's got, you know, nobody's like, you know, really like looks bad or anything. It's just uh. people will chuckle, and um, and then at the same time, I had to upload, a, um, you know, a bunch of other stuff and answer some emails and work on on um, some stuff for um, I'm on the board of directors of the National Transgender Advocacy Coalition. So uh, we're we're planning a trip to Washington soon, and I there's a lot of stuff that has to be worked on with that, and also the IFGE conference is coming up, and uh, there's you know a lot of stuff to do about that. So <laughs> so it's there's a lot of uh, I spend a lot of time on the phone on the computer, um, and at the same time I'm trying to build a room. Well, I have a room. I just I'm trying to build it into a turn it into a studio because I want to take and um, take the take Trans FM and make Trans FM 2 
to stream it at 32K so that uh, people that don't have a high-speed Internet access can can still stream live shows. So that's in the works then. Let's go ahead and play a song by Three Blind Mice. This is called Emily Has Compassion Fatigue, courtesy of the Podsafe Music Network. And no, I don't have compassion fatigue. I just love this song. Emily, 
in our community, there's, it's no secret that the transgender community is trans women heavy. Um, do you think, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this because, you know, we've talked, you talked on one of your previous shows about how we really need uh, some, most of the shows on Trans FM are done by uh, white uh uh, male to female trans women, and uh, yep. you know, we need people of color and uh, trans men on the show, and uh, and intersex we need a sh- people. Yeah, and intersex exactly. But, so, but do you think that uh, uh, more trans men? Because I, I don't think there are more trans women out there than there are trans men. But I have to wonder, just because of the nature of hormones and honestly how much more effective they are for for trans guys than they are you know women do you think that more trans men go into uh deep stealth uh after their transition just due to the fact that they can blend in usually a lot easier um i i honestly i don't know if that's the reason or i have another theory but i don't want people to get mad at me <laughs> I tell you, I, I, train wreck listeners i will take total responsibility for ethan's opinion so if you don't like what he has to say uh you <laughs> can email me, me at trannyrec at gmail.com then i can reply and tell you to go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> well it's really but, kind of funny because i see this a lot in the activist mm-hmm. community there's uh-huh. really a few guys that that are out there and a lot of times, um, trans men's voices get uh, get stomped on, mm-hmm. and I I'm not sure if it really has to do with um, with with being socialized. Um, I mean, I was socialized as, as a as a woman, but mm-hmm. I was always a big mom, so it didn't matter. Nice. Um, and I, I, you know, I was you know always I always spoke my mind. It, mm-hmm. You know that didn't really that didn't change. But I also think that um, trans women being socialized as men, some still some folks still have that. Strong, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> some folks still have that strong personality, and I think that well, it I have still no divides. Our, and I'm not blaming trans women or mm-hmm. trans men. I just think that. I, I think that there's, uh, and sometimes I think trans women forget that trans men exist. I'll go on many listservs, you know, Yahoo groups, and a lot of times um, women will come on and say, hi, sisters, uh, or how, how how you doing, girls, and forget completely that there are trans men on that list, you know, or not I, even I've, think I've, about I've, it. Out of the, sh- the 16 shows that I've done so far, you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me if I've came across a couple of times uh like that and if i haven't yet i'm sure i will you know and it's not something that you know as a trans woman you know i intentionally do it's just i i think you know at least for me i i know the you are the, you know i i've gotten a couple of emails from uh trans guys one of them uh, was actually interested in uh starting a podcast uh, you know, if he couldn't find any others out there that were, uh, you know, a, by a trans man and uh, for trans men. And I'm going to have to email him and 
I don't want to call him out right now, obviously, but uh, right. yeah, I, I really think that uh, uh, I think you hit it on the head there. I totally agree with you. Um, you know, as trans people, we cannot ignore how we were raised and socialized. I think, you know, because of because we're raised in a way that's often inconsistent with our feelings and how we feel on the inside once we do transition we want to put our past so far behind us and I'm not sure that's always entirely healthy you know I was right. raised as a guy you know mm-hmm. uh, there are a lot of things that you're going to still react to differently than, the, than, than, um, than a, a natal woman and, and the same thing goes with me um, um uh, you know, being raised as a woman, as a girl, um, my reactions to certain things uh, might um, are going to be uh, are going to be different than that of a natal man. So it's not, um, and it's and it's something that was instilled in me for forty frigging years. So that you know, what am I going to do? You know, it's 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 got exactly. nothing to do with it's just who we are. See, and I don't and, think there's anything wrong with that. Well, exactly. And one of the things I, you know, because I'll tell you, you know, there is pressure to conform no matter what gender you're living in. Once I decided to transition, you know, now, you know, before there's all this pressure for me to be masculine and be butch right. and all that other bullshit. And since I now that I'm socially living as a woman, you know, there are certain things, there are certain expectations that uh, society places on women yep. that I'm not going to fucking comply to. They can, you know, fuck that. No. I, exactly. I transition to be me, you yep. know? Not to act like society expects you to be, but to be yourself. Exactly. You know, and I watch women, some trans women and some trans men, act in their roles, and it drives me insane. It's like, no, 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 that's not even you, and you can see that you're acting. Don't, it, it's just not a good thing. I don't think it's healthy. And, and you know, the thing is, there are a lot of natal men, I think, too, that at, at the beginning, young men that I know, like, and you see them act until it becomes part of them. And, you know, men die um Long, you know, most men die before women do. I mean, it's how, how much internalized crap um, do, do men take? You know, do, do men just? And I listen to guys talk. So, you know, because not all men know that I'm a trans person, and they'll uh, no you know, way. But uh, you know, the, the, that's. But the thing is, you know, it's it's. I think that because we are pushing the, the you know, we've pushed the gender boundaries. We we've done things that other people don't even can't even comprehend. Living, you know, and and we know what it's like to live in both in both worlds. And you know, I will never ever be sorry that I have experienced that. Mm-hmm. You know, I just uh, I'm I'm not. I didn't go through a lot of the same crap that other people did, and I'm sorry that other people went through that. I really mm-hmm. am. And you know, did, have I experienced discrimination? <laughs> yeah, of course mm-hmm. I have. But you know, and, and I thank my lucky stars that none of it has been um, has been you know violence type violence. Yeah. Well, um, Ethan, I was there anything else that uh, you wanted to say to uh, the list to tranny wreck listeners that that uh, may be uh, 
that may listen to probably, and I'm sure we share a lot of listeners, but uh, I, I do believe that each of our shows does have a, a, a unique audience as well. So was there anything else you wanted to, to say on this uh, fucked up show we call Tranny Rick? The whole month of March is going to be on, um, on, on sex, um, lack of sex, um, and... Um, and this is on the Radical Tranny Show. Yes, it's pre- uh, pre- we're going to talk about preoperative folks that, um, that 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 don't like their bodies so much that they don't want to have sex until after they have surgery, mm-hmm. and we're also going to talk about pe- people that talk with people that have HIV and and some of the discrimination that's that they face, mm-hmm. um, um, and um, you know in healthcare or. I mean, or, or anywhere else. I mean, being trans is, is uh, you know, people get discriminated enough, um, and people with HIV get discriminated. Put the two together, you know, and I'm sure that there's... My, there's my whole... listeners are becoming very familiar with uh, that, because uh, um, yeah. I appreciate you being on the show. You know, every time I listen to you, you give me a grin, and I just... <laughs> it's a good thing. We need the comedy. Uh, we do, we do, and uh... <laughs> and don't forget my fudge, though. Oh, oh shit! You know, I cannot believe that uh, uh, Mr. Binder and uh, Smelma would do that to you. I just so apologize. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest thing. At first, I was like, I didn't order any fudge. <laughs> I'll make sure I have some fudge for you the next time we talk, baby. Ooh. I'm looking forward to coming back on uh, the Radical Tranny Show. and. Uh, oh, we're looking forward to having you, and thank you so much for, for, for doing Tranny Rack. You know, it's, it's a great show. I hope all of you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, catch up on emails next week. I did get a few emails from you, which I appreciate. Next week, I'll share with you my experience about being interviewed on Gender Talk, which is a live FCC-regulated radio show. The voicemail line, of course, as always, 503-608-7363. If you have any feedback on this show, you can also email me, trannyrec at gmail.com. I love all of you, and thank you so much for listening. (laughs) 